What's up, everybody? We're back once again. It is the Stick and Rink Three Stooges, and we are happy to be back. We've got an absolutely jam-packed episode 99.8 today. We've got probably the most planned out episode we've ever had in our lives. We've got some fucking sports talk, NFL talk, NHL talk. We've got our first movie review, which has yet to have an official name, but we'll talk about that. We've got Batch talk. We've got the return of goats and woats, and most of all, we've got the boys. How you doing, boys? Oh, harder, baby. Josh, how you doing? <laughs> Dude, if we're... Can't you see me making eye contact with you? I, I could, I could like, the eyes in the back of my head, dude. At first, I'm, like, I'm like, come on, rap, come on, rap, come on, rap, never comes. Um, Josh, I will I'm always doing... outlast you in this fucking game. Oh, I, thought, I thought you were, were going to say, I'll just always outlast you, and I was going to say, my like, dude, I'm like, that. you you and I both know that that's not true. <laughs> I think that's one thing that yeah. I can both agree on. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, boys, I'm doing well. Uh, it's been a solid Sunday, uh, and I, I'm in just the best moods. I don't know if it's Christmas or if it was just my football picks today, um, but uh, when Elijah sent me this outline today, I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, usually it takes us an hour and a half to come up with this much stuff, and we had more. We had more to add on to. I'm like, Elijah, I'm like, you forgot the NFL talk. I'm like, how dare you? I was actually mad at you for a sec. I'm like, I might actually kill you tonight. I'm like, how dare you? I think it's because it's the first week that you've come out with the winning record so far. 100%. So, um, I mean, it's not over yet. Yeah, a little jaded. Uh, But I'm good. Raph, how are you doing, pal? So good. I'm eating a scone right now and I have a glass of whiskey. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I don't think you I've say ever a been, scone? Hell yeah! I don't think I've ever been happier during a podcast episode right now. My mom, my yeah, mom makes these killer scones, where it's like they're like cranberry scones with white chocolate chips in them, and then she puts like like the kind of like glaze that they put on top of donuts on top of the scone too. Oh, it's oh, so good! Dude, this money. just sounds like this a is my third on, like, one within like an hour. Like I need some, like and, I, and, I, and I had dinner. It's fucking insane. I will admit, I don't think I've ever had a scone in my life. They're they're really I'm good. Sconeless. Dude, scones oh, are so geese, actually. What am I? What am I? They're really good. What am I expecting when I have a scone? Am I expecting something like a donut consistency or more no. like a like a no? More airy, it's like a like, yeah, kind of like a muffin yeah, consistency. Yeah, okay. I'd say muffin. Yeah, like yeah. a harder version and slimmer version of like a long. Jaw. Think about think you about like think about like the, only the top of a muffin. Oh yeah, yeah. Think about oh, something it's all like, like that. bit hard, but a little yeah, bit yeah. Like rough on top. Yeah, crunchy and whatnot. Okay, I Full can dig that. <laughs> <laughs> so your boy's been doing good too. Uh, it's yeah, been, Elijah, it's been how a are good you doing? Week. It's it's been an up and down week as it always is. Not being allowed to leave the house really. Uh, not really doing much much at all. But other than working on the computer and just working on podcast stuff, working on some Christmas photos that me and the bo- me and a couple of friends are doing, including Raffle. Um, That's yeah. not me. Yeah, you're not well, including that tradition, which is awkward. But <laughs> maybe, yeah, thanks maybe for, in nice a few try. years. <laughs> thanks for the invite, guys. <laughs> you know, you know the phrase uh, "you missed the boat, dude." The boat's in the middle of the Pacific right now. Josh, it's not that we boat. didn't invite you; it's that you just couldn't bring anything to the table. 
Yeah. yeah. Dude. <laughs> dude, I will literally go out and get touch of gray. That's what Bailey did his first couple years, man. <laughs> the fact that I didn't even get the offer sheet really makes me mad. But uh, you know what? Maybe it's one fine. day. We're gonna come back greater and stronger next year. <laughs> you know that. So I I one of the big things that happened to me this week is we had the arrival of our soda stream. And I don't know if I told you guys about this that we were getting a soda stream, but we got a soda stream up in this bitch. I love it. Uh, we used to, I would say, me and the gal used to go through a shit ton of cans of soda. Like, probably, we'd each have, like, at least one a day, maybe two. Who do you, <laughs> real quick question, who do, you think, who do you think drinks more soda water, you and Megan or me and my dad? Are you guys counting beer as soda water? Because if not, there's no way. <laughs> no, no, no. Us. We're talking about the buble cans of soda water. Oh, the bubbles? <laughs> the bubbles. I feel like we beat you guys. Dude, my dad and I bought a fucking, like, a flat of 24 on monday and i just took the last one and he took the other last one what the <laughs> fuck yeah okay so that's fuck. that's we, what that's pretty much like seven days and yeah we're just crushing flats sometimes they'll buy like two oh flats or like two 12 cases and everything like that like we drink a lot of soda water <laughs> you guys okay, you guys are up fun, there dude. dude maybe maybe look at getting a fucking soda stream dude so i'm i'm using this thing and the only thing i'll say about it so far is on the manual it says three pumps of like co2 button pushing to get yeah, yourself like lightly soda, lightly fizzed water, and then five pumps to get yourself like quite fizzy water. And what I would say to that is, I'm at like ten pumps is what I need. Like I'm a ten, I'm a ten pump guy. I feel like a, <laughs> I feel like a smoker who just started by smoking like ten a day instead of just like easing into two a day. You wanna know? You wanna know a fun fact? What's that? So soda water actually doesn't hydrate you. What do you mean? Because it's water. Yeah, but because I think. Uh, it's, it was something weird. I think it has something to do with the carbonation. It irritates something gonna, within your stomach. I was going to say, say, it probably fucks with something. Like yeah. the CO2 in there actually messes with With that. your stomach or with your intestinal lining or something like that. Like that's why when you drink a ton of soda water, you go pee as if you're drinking like a ton of beer. Like if you drink regular water, I believe your body retains more of the water than you pee out. Like it's really interesting how it works. I don't, I don't know the exact science for it. I just know that soda water is not as hydrating for you or it barely hydrates you compared to uh, still water. Some of the most disappointing news I've had in a while. Yeah. Like, you try <laughs> drinking soda water. water to compensate for your lack of drinking still water? Like, I think subconsciously, yeah. Like, I think whenever I think about drinking water, I'm like, ah, I had some soda earlier. Interesting. Fuck. That sucks. Mm -hmm. um, so, boys, why don't we move into our first topic here? I think we're going to start out with sports during this episode here. We've, yes. got, we've got some NHL talk to jump into with the division realignments kind of being announced, preliminary announcement with that. And we, we, we kind of addressed this last episode with the with a talk about there being an announcement on the day that they're starting, which we're kind of at the same point still where we say it's going to be the 13th, but there's just no NHL announcement on that yet. Which would but, technically be a month from today, which is crazy. Yeah, exactly. So I, I would say we're like 99.9% .9 sure you can play on the 13th, but good old Bettman and Daly are just waiting to say that because they don't want to look stupid when they have to push them back if they do. Yeah. But, so Josh, what I want to hit you with is we're also confirming we're here. We're we're like John King projecting, stick and ring projects. There will be an all Canadian division come January. And at first, I want to get Josh's reaction. What What do you think in your buddy? <laughs> are you buddy, liking that? Like at first, when uh, I think I don't know who I don't know who sent it out to you guys. I think it actually could have been Raph because he saw something on Reddit of like a possible <laughs> realignment of NHL divisions, and he sent me that, and like it was just fully on geographical location of just like you know what makes sense for covid and it, it, the nhl pretty much followed that picture to a t 
And dude, like these Canadian teams, man, like the fact that if we do end up playing 56 games, how many times do we see each team? Well, what, what's the math on that? that that's kind of one of the things we're going to, we're going to, we were going to talk about in this segment here is that I'm pretty sure the way it goes is if, if, if it's the same all throughout the entire season, then I don't think we're going to have out of division games. Like not only is it going to be an all Canadian division, but that's the only teams you're going to play. Oh yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Well, because right? you can't, I, oh yeah. Uh, like, I would say I, it definitely will, it'll definitely thing. start like that, but I don't know. There, is, I think there is a possibility that come like, uh, April or whatever it would be, there could be a chance where, or March even where you, where you see that, you know, you see that opportunity to go down to the California coast or play another division maybe. But it, just theoretically though, if you're, if what you're saying is how many times do you play each team? Well, that's what is 56 divided by seven. That's eight. eight? Isn't it? Yeah, eight? That's eight, right? That's so, eight games each, dude. We're gonna see Blasty the Blasty like eight times. Let's go, baby. <laughs> that's that's crazy. <laughs> and it, but you know what though, I was I feel like the way that they're gonna do it now is gonna be like you play like home and homes, right? So like if we're in Calgary, like we play Calgary twice in their own at the Saddle Dome, like that's the way it's gonna go. Because like you can't just have like I feel like it's gonna be more so like a baseball schedule. Um, where yeah. maybe you play them all at once. Like you have four games, you play two in Calgary, go back to Vancouver, play two, and then you're off for like eight days, quarantine, go back, and then maybe, you know, Ottawa comes to town, you play two there, and then you go on the road and you play two in Ottawa, and like you do something like that. Um, now, but, see, that's uh, interesting that you're including, like I never thought this in my own mind when I was saying, I, I definitely thought the like two-game, three-game series as well. But I didn't. I didn't anticipate having to do the quarantines in between hopping cities. Like at least when you're in the in Canada. Yeah. Now, I, I imagine yeah. that's probably that's probably where the restrictions are at now. Where like for for common peasants like us, that's kind of what they want us to do. But mm-hmm. I feel like that's not going to be plausible for the sports teams. Like I think they'll undergo rigorous testing, kind of like every league is doing. Yeah. But I, I yeah. can't imagine they'll be quarantining before every. Every city. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I shouldn't. Well, I mean, you never know or not quarantining before every city. But I mean, at least like there's got to be some sort of like, you know, bubble period or something like that. Like there's going to be some heavy restrictions on, you know, when you're on the road. Right. And depending on where you stay, like what hotel, like all that stuff, I think is going to come into play because I feel like it's going to be like you stay there and it's like a weekend bubble. You know, it's like Sutton Place in Edmonton is fully booked because you know the Canucks are playing so that is their like that is their like hotel this is their area nobody else can use that and like they almost kind of do it that way and like interesting you have like mini bubbles in each city and you have like designated hotels that's what i would say is probably like the only way to do this properly and going back to your original point i do not see um, I do not see us going into the U.S., dude. The U.S. is fucked. They're so bad. Like, are you kidding? Like, if but by some chance, like, we have to go into, like, Florida. And I know it's, like, that's already, like, very rare that the Canucks would ever do, like, a road trip, like, into Florida. We did last season. But, like, going into, uh, you know, Tampa Bay or um, even going into, like, Nashville. Like, dude, like, there's so many states. Like, New York, dude. New York's of shit show right now they're so bad like in in my mind there's no way maybe there might be crossover between the u.s teams but definitely not with canadian because like the the canadian government won't allow it because at that point if you do then you have to quarantine for two weeks and that fucks the nhl schedule 
Yeah, the more we talk about it, the more I can just see everyone sticking to their own divisions. And so when you think about that, so each team is going to be playing each other eight times. Yeah. And with that, you're going to have some fucking rivalries, man. Like, holy, let's... First of all, I wanted to touch on the fact that if they if they do do that series kind of thing where you're playing two or three games at a time in a city, then yeah. is that not the dream? Other than the fact that you're only playing the same seven teams every time, is that not the dream schedule for an athlete where, like, your flying is limited, you get like these rivalry kind of settings and like you're playing the same amount of games that you normally would where you'd have to have so many miles in the air. Yeah, I mean, the only, I, I feel like the Canadian division probably has it the worst. Would you not agree? Because I mean, like, I would say Vancouver would probably have it the worst. Because like... Yeah, I would, I would say so. Like, we're probably the most isolated from every Canadian team. Like, I mean, Toronto and Ottawa are separated from a three-hour drive. And that's basically the distance from Calgary to Edmonton. Um, You know, Toronto and Montreal aren't that far. Like, you know, and then Winnipeg, like, you're isolated, but you're right in the middle. So, you know, the most you're flying is, like, three hours. But a flight from here to Toronto is probably around four, like, five five hours, I would say. It's about five. It's about five, yeah. Yeah, so... And so... Yeah, the, the travel is definitely not going to be fun for the Canucks in that sense. Like when they do hop on a plane, it's long flights. But even opposed, like when when you imagine a regular NHL season, you have these times where they go on like a six game road trip, four game road trip. And even during those ones, like they're very rare. They're, sometimes they're not even playing a back to back in the same city. So like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, well, they're actually never playing a back to back in the same city, but they're oftentimes yeah. like flying between cities in that two week span. So it's just crazy to think that, like, yeah, in two weeks, maybe they play two different teams, but they only fly once. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that could be, that's pretty crazy. That's a good, yeah. I think that's a very good thing for the players in, in a, a very stressful year where I imagine they're not going to have tons of contact with their families. Mm-hmm. Is, yeah, you got, you got this. At least it's a little bit easier on the flying. I mean, I think the one thing that really makes it interesting to me is also the fact that, like, are we going to see, like, these big, like, eight game, winning streaks because like i feel like they're gonna go with my idea where maybe you don't play the team four times all at once but like you play them back to back like and you're gonna get familiar man like you can play calgary once at the beginning of the year and maybe like a second time in the next like four games and then you don't see them for like two months whereas in this like dude like you could see them like two weekends in a row possibly yeah that's you know, getting, like that's how much the rivalry change the rivalry side like the rivalries are going to be insane dude you have the battle of alberta eight times in a 56 game schedule like that is that's, that's crazy that's not and, and the whole reason things like battle of alberta happen is because in the first place you have it at six games a year so it's like the reason it happens is because you play each other so often so now you've got now you've got eight teams that are just going to get to know the heck out of each other and mm-hmm. I, I i can't imagine the canucks don't have a rivalry with at least three of them you know what I mean? Oh, like hundred percent. Like if you were to some think emotional of, games, if you were to think of Vancouver's rivalries, well, I would say Calgary and Edmonton; those are the two, and then I would probably say Toronto is the I second guess, one. I guess so. Yeah, uh, I, I would say. I mean, and then you go out east, and then you've got Montreal and Toronto, which is brutal. Uh, Toronto and Ottawa uh, is going to be an interesting one, and then you have like Winnipeg, and then you're like, well, where do they fit in? And like I feel like there's they're more so Calgary and Edmonton. Um but yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting for sure. I'm excited though. Yeah, I and touching on that, I'm kind of thinking about it now and when I think about all the Canadian teams 
the the one thing that might benefit all of them is that there's not really a tough team like like tough meaning like uh like heavy hard hitting team yeah there's not like a true can dominant canadian team yeah like, like they're all a, relatively tough even. team who's a tough team in the league that we're kind of forgetting like the like in terms the St. of st louis blues blues are a tough team for sure the yeah, bruins like, bruins are always tough yeah the avs are kind of skilled but, vegas oh vegas yeah that's the big one right there vegas is a tough one for so, sure like the fact that we the fact that you look at all these teams and most of them are just very skilled based almost all all throughout so it, it could be a very I still think it'll yeah. be like a heated game and there'll be emotions and stuff, but there won't be that that kind of like tons of fights and stuff like that, just scripted things. I, I don't I don't see that happening. I mean, looking at looking at these divisions, like, dude, like it's it's crazy. Like the American divisions, man, like when you have Anaheim, Arizona, Colorado, Dallas, LA, Las Vegas, San Jose, and St. Louis, all in the same division, that's fucking crazy, man. That's absolutely yeah. bonkers. And then yeah. I forget I forget what division they were talking about um, that just got that much harder. But I think it was the Metropolitan dude. Like, yeah, it was that one. Like that division is like you're going to die in that division. Like that is literally <laughs> combining like the Central and the Metropolitan, just being like, okay, cool. Like every like it's literally like the Hunger Games and fight to the death. Like that's the way that that division's going to go. Like that is crazy. But I can't wait. I can't yeah, wait to watch that. It's crazy. Cannot wait. It's going to be fucking insane. Um, can we talk about this? Just maybe a quick preliminary preview slash instant. Let's won't do a whole. Pre- we don't have to do a giant prediction. But I'm just going and say that I feel pretty confident that the Canucks are going to make the playoffs because when you think about this, because no teams are interacting with each division, then you would imagine that. For the most part, <laughs> good to know you're actually there now. Fuck you. I would say that each each division is going to get four playoff spots, right? Yes. Because how, how else would you be able to do wild cards if no? The only thing that might get in the way of that is that there's two divisions with seven teams, right? Or is there? Yes. Or is there two with? There might be two with. I think there's two with seven, two with eight. Eight, 16. But that would only mean 31 teams, which is what we have. Pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I'm completely blank. I thought Vegas was number 31. Oh, uh, yeah. You Am might I wrong be. in that? I'm pretty sure. Well, I'm right well in Vegas that. is 31. Yeah, I'm not and then sure. Seattle's 32. Weird. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not sure. sure. So the Canadian division is going to have seven teams. That's the only, that kind of gets in the way of my thought, but. Basically, what I was thinking is that looking at the division, dude, I can see the Canucks being better than the Senators, Canadians, and possibly the the Jets. So, I mean, and that's kind of getting rid of some some easy teams there. And even there, I could easily see them competing with Calgary, Edmonton, Toronto. So, it's looking good for the Canucks, I would say. If Okay, if you were to just quickly, without even thinking, because this was not planned, just give me me your seven, seven teams in order, worst or first to worst, in order, who would they be? I already have this written down. I'm going Toronto, Edmonton, Vancouver, Calgary, Winnipeg, Montreal, Ottawa. Okay. I'm I put, go... I put Toronto first. I think that the I think the hype on them being like a letdown this year, I think that's completely false. I think that's just a, a great team that's a year a year older. And they're gonna figure it out eventually, in my opinion. Like Yeah. 
cup wise, I'm not sure, but I see them figuring it out. Edmonton, I just for some reason love betting on Edmonton preseason. I love McDavid and all that, so we'll see. And then I have the Canucks slotted in a third, so I got some. Um, I feel confident in that. For me, I'm going to go Toronto, Vancouver, uh, Calgary, Edmonton, Montreal, Winnipeg, Ottawa. Man, so we we both see quite a regression from Winnipeg here, hey? I I don't do like Winnipeg didn't do anything I would say this year to really impress me. I think the only person that they they got on their team that I absolutely love, I'm pretty sure, is Cole Perfetti, who's just a fucking nasty nasty center that's going to rip it up at uh, the World Juniors this year. Is he a is he a Canadian? Yeah, yeah, he's Canadian. Okay, okay, yeah, I'm I would sure. I would say. I would say that the Winnipeg Jets kind of remind me a lot of the uh, Nashville Predators and where they sit, just having so much success for a while on the uh, with like such a solid decor, and then that slowly kind of dispersing. Don't know if that's actual. So, Josh, I feel like that's kind of all we got for the division realignment here. We, we'll have more thoughts as more news comes out and as people start confirming things for us. Uh, but I wanted to jump into just the old the old thing that never lets you down, which is Vancouver Canucks Twitter, and just unfortunately. <laughs> The fact that we have to even talk I don't about this. The fact that we, yeah, the fact that we even have to talk with this, but also the fact that we kind of have to be associated with it. Like, don't get me wrong. There's tons of good people. There's tons of funny people on Canucks Twitter. I actually love, uh, like, I, a lot of them make me die laughing at tons. There's just, there's just a healthy, a handful amount that just ruin it, man. And here mm. we are. So, do you, are you familiar with everything that happened, Josh? Yeah. So, when you sent it, I'm like, what the fuck happened here? Uh, so I, yeah, I went on Twitter. I went on Google, just typed it all in. I'm like, oh, I'm like, okay, now I'm kind of seeing what's happening. Um, but you can lead us in with your thought and then I'll kind of jump in there. Cause I feel like you and I are, are aligned on this. Yeah. I would say we, we were aligned the last time the Canucks Twitter came out in their cancel, their cancel fucking picket line. Yeah. So I would say, so the, the whole situation here is that Braden Holpe, the new goaltender signed to a two year deal to the Canucks. He, he uh, what's the word? He collaborated with a Swedish designer, I believe it was. Yeah, Swedish on, designer. Yeah, on creating a new mask for his new outfit, a new uniform, and it was a homage, or is that even a word? It was uh, an homage, an homage, an homage, and that's like homage <laughs> and homage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, See, you know, now you got to you got to give me Twitter, dude. Canucks Twitter is going to cancel you because. They probably think we're going after the Amish people. Yeah. <laughs> and we're getting them mixed up with hey, the First Nations. You, you know what I feel confident saying? Fuck the what? Amish. Because okay. Okay. Well, they'll, they'll never hear it, though, because they, ne- they don't have technology. Okay. So, like, they couldn't be offended by it, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it's pretty, pre- it was pretty smart of me to say that. But yeah. <laughs> so, so, so he does this. He, him, and the, him and the artists, they collaborate to create pretty much like an indigenous-inspired mask with with uh, I think what it was was kind of the what was it called the myth of the of the thunderbird. It was the myth of what? the thunderbird. Yep. Yeah, and it actually looked like a sweet mask, like what very well designed, like great great job by the artist, I would say. But here totally. we run into obviously the uh, what what Canucks Twitter calls the the issue of of culture appropriation and whatever the fuck that means. I didn't and, even know appropriation was a word. Yeah, to me, appropriate like this is maybe a, a bad take, but appropriation sounds good because it sounds like appropriate. Yeah, but I guess that's a bad thing. No, it's so, a bad thing. Yeah, it's a bad right. thing. Yep. So here we are, and you know what? It's one thing. So the the sides of the story here are 
people are saying that this is offensive because it's cultural appropriation and that he should have he should have consulted or he should have consulted a first nations artist so that they whatever they could be commissioned for the work that that side of thing and then there's the obvious side of it which is the dude was like he was trying to pay respects to it and like and trying to he was inspired by the work he's not stealing it and 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 smearing the name and i think that's where me and josh come from right yeah i mean i think the i think the biggest outrage from it is that there's people that of the first nations that are obviously like making a living based off of you know making this type of art and design and um you know it's a it's a cultural thing and then here's just a swedish artist just being like it's like oh like that like that looks cool like like let's just do that and but i think like i don't i don't know why people are mad about this like are they mad because the artist isn't native like like hypothetically like what if holpi was like great with his hand and he's like yeah i made it myself like then what like are yeah, you gonna I, like well like, you know what this is that, that's kind of i guess that's part of the issue and and something that i might get myself in a hot water for is i don't really understand the idea of cultural appropriation because i feel like if we really boil it down, like doesn't everything that's ever been created come from some sort of inspiration from a past culture? Like, isn't it all directly related to something? I just don't understand why other, like this Swedish artist can at least attempt his version of, of what he interprets from this. Like, isn't that what art is? Yeah. But, and I, and I think the other side of that as well is I was looking on Twitter today and our boy Tej, the guy from the large cast, literally said like, dude, like, the guy that designed the Canucks logo, like the whale logo, which is again a native symbol, what the guy that designed that logo was not like First Nations BC. Like it, yeah, like it, it's so like, like so it's like, well, where are we drawing the line here, guys? Like, did did the black exactly. guy <laughs> that designed that logo, like, is he like I don't know? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Was he it's kind of this was weird, he First Nations? It's this weird idea like we just we it's not only that and here's I think this is where our big problem with it is Josh is that we're not necessarily mad that someone brought it up that this could maybe be looked at it's just the fashion that Canucks Twitter decides to behave themselves yes, like the people exactly. that supposedly represent us like it's not like they come yeah. out here and they say hey maybe we should think about this side it's like they come out with pitchforks and picket lines and they yeah. pretty much like for, like like guys like Braden Holpe and Elias Pettersson they don't want to have this kind of drama on social media like they're just no. trying to they're trying to give you guys access to their life as an athlete, which is all fans ask for. And then the minute they give it to you, you guys we you guys try and cancel them and you try and get them to like hate this city. And, and so I it's, think it's just fucked. And I think the other side of it as well that really pisses me off was that, dude, like this was not like when people are like this is malicious, like this is totally insensitive. What do you mean, dude? He's trying yeah. to fit in. He's trying to fit in. <laughs> and you're getting mad at him for it. What? Yeah. What do you want from this guy? Like, honestly, like, when you, like, holy fuck, Braden Holpe, like, I guess you're not in Kansas anymore. Like, you're in the wild fucking West. First, you get caught at the border because apparently we don't allow turtles in Canada. Apparently, that's the big thing here. And then you try and pay an homage to a culturally sensitive culture. And then you, and then it's like, no, you're wrong. Sorry. Like, you're an idiot because, like, this wasn't right. And you're just like, what do you mean? So I yeah. guess my question is, is would, would nothing have been said if a first, like a first nations 
design this logo? Like, is, is that what kind of the underlying argument of this is about? It's pretty the much, yeah, like this yeah. Swedish guy. So then, why yeah. the fuck is Braden Holtby catching all the heat for this, dude? This guy has designed because, his mask from what I read for the last eight fucking seasons. So exactly, of he's gonna go to and this random like, guy. So let's so let's just say for a second that so that the Swedish art. Let's say they considered this to start, and they said, "Yo, actually, we can't do this kind of art. We're not like we don't have the right to do that." Okay, fair enough. Whatever they decide to do, let's just say. Fuck, dude. Let's say that they decided to do a landscape of Vancouver. Well, who's to say that some some dude who's like eighty years old is like, "Hey, man, I was actually the first one to do this kind of art. Like, you can't do that. Like, I just don't get where we stop this. Like, it's a. Fu- it, I don't even like art that much. Like, Josh is the art guy, but like, I'm isn't the- that one of the fucking main principles of art is that you're supposed to be allowed to do like do your own interpretation of things? Dude, I'm I'm under the impression that if you like something, like you. And and you like the way it looks, and you have someone readily available, ready to give it to you. Like I'm sorry, but like Elijah, like the, those those pictures I have that I spent like a fucking thousand dollars. Yeah. If you're like, dude, like I'll give you those for free. Look on my camera. Like I'm gonna take those. Like I'm not gonna spend money on. I'm not gonna go find somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm gonna go what's yeah, most that's, easily that's convenient for me. So yeah. don't. So for people to say like this is culturally insensitive. It's not. And you know what? Like, it was just the most convenient for Braden Holtby, and his intentions came from a positive place. Like, if he, I just, I I don't even know where to go with it. I think the the biggest issue is, is like, fine. You know what? If he doesn't know the meaning behind something, and obviously, like, to First Nations, like, their culture is like the biggest thing. And like, we always learn that in high school. I think every Canadian knows that. Like, you know, we're not trying to demean that in any type of way. But no, like, but it's the initial reaction. Like people, I just hate, and this doesn't even have to be geared towards all Canucks Twitter. It can just be towards everyone. You don't even give the person a chance to explain themselves. It is literally exactly. guilty until proven innocent, and that's not yeah. the way that justice works. And that really spins me out. So it, it's just the way that Canucks Twitter is. It, it's fine. The people I, that well, are going to be dicks way- about it, like fuck you. It's a it's a way that like a very select few on Canucks Twitter are that are just hell bent on being so vocal and they actually but they've been given quite a big platform by certain networks and stuff like that. So I mean, totally, it is what it is. One day, one day maybe we'll just ha- we'll dedicate an entire episode to this, like we're already doing. But fuck, yeah. dude, what we could like, oh, I, I could dive into that for just so long. I think we both get fired up talking about it. I, I think it's just the reaction, man. It's just the reaction yeah. to it. And like you know what, like this guy is trying to come in. He's trying to fit in. And you know and, what? And the what, biggest what thing great, it comes what from a great positive first impression. What a great yeah. first impression! Like, so what's going like, to happen when this guy lets in five goals on twenty shots? You guys going to fucking send him back to Washington? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Like, pull a Patrick Waugh. Like, that's yeah, what I exactly. hate about the Canucks, dude. Like, I hate it. Anyway, yeah. Because mm. yeah, here here we are, dude. He he already had to come out and apologize for this, as if he did something like insanely wrong. And then yeah. and his and his wife, as of today, she like deleted all her Twitter accounts. Or Twitter what? account, I think her social media account too, because she just like didn't want to hear it. Oh my god, it's that's, like gr- great awful. first impression, guys. Like, like human beings like that we had. We had to, yeah, this is what, dude. This is what athletes get for allowing access into their lives, dude. Is you have to deal with some fucking morons like this on Twitter. Yeah, I hate but. it. We've got hockey talk. Those are the moments you're a sports fan for. Um, those are the moments where you know you're down three nothing. And the team has this amazing comeback. 
and the guy who you want, who you really are thinking this needs to be the star of this team, has a hat trick. We've got beer. It has a unicorn on the can. Uh, an easy drinking beer that's just delicious. We want to help you understand the sport you love better. What kind of things are you looking for to understand the game better? What you know? What's a couple of things someone who's watching the game at home when things start up here in a few weeks, or if they're watching college hockey, what's going on right now? What kind of things would they be looking for to try and understand the game better, or what's happening in the game, that sort of thing? Sure. Yeah, it's a great question, and I think it's it's something that's evergreen. Um... Listen to Jackets Debrief, part of the Hockey Podcast Network, and available wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. All right, well, we can move on. We dedicated five minutes to that and in turn probably ended up being like 50. Uh, we wanted to move on. It is NFL what talk. it is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but this segment is, this is Josh's segment this week. Because this guy, this guy went on a heater in the morning slate. What did you go? Did you go seven and one in the morning games, Josh? I went, I, yeah, so there were seven games. I went six and one. So I was actually going seven for Eight, if you include the Thursday game, boys. I was fucking buzzing this morning. <laughs> I woke up today. I woke up today, and everyone called me crazy. But I'm like, I'm going to pick the Dolphins today. And you know what? They covered the spread. Yes, we lost. I will take that on the chin. Mm-hmm. But man, Brian Flores, you, you have my heart, man. You have my heart. <laughs> I, I, I almost cried today when I saw them line up for a field goal. I'm like, this is amazing. Dude, that's I'm like, the they're going to lose. They're not going to all. <laughs> don't Dude, tell me players dying. don't know spreads, man, when it's, a, when it's a fucking mean nothing play and they kick a field goal from 45 yards away. Dude, and like, you, know what the, junked. you know what the funniest part was? Was I messaged in our group. I'm like, Come on, Brian Flores. I'm like, be a homie and cover the spread. And like 30 seconds later, they're like, and here comes the field goal unit. And I'm like, oh, baby. I'm like, Jason Sanders, <laughs> special teams player of the week, two weeks running, coming at you. And I'm like, he's going to nail this. Like, there was no doubt in my mind. But um, the one thing I will just say on that game is that game was actually electric. Like, even though, like, you know, I want the Dolphins to win, like, that was a good loss. Like, that was like, like they didn't get smoked and Miami controlled the ball today. And I was really happy with that. Yeah, I would say, well, here we are like the, the bread and butter of the dolphins team this year is defense and turning the ball over. And they did exactly that against the guy who does not turn the ball over. Yeah. The guy, they forced, what was it? Was it two fumbles and two interceptions or three interceptions? I think it was three picks today, which for Patrick yeah. Mahomes, like that ain't easy, man. Like yeah. that's not easy to get to for sure. And they also, they also had a fumble on Hartman, I believe as well. Yep. So like they the defense did their job and I remember I poked fun at you. I said they had they had three turnovers and only ten points, but here they <laughs> end up with twenty eight points. So I mean the Dolphins the Dolphins impressed. I think they did the bare they did not harm their reputation or, or what people view them as as a football team but in this game. But I would say they definitely left the chance to take the take the win in this game on the field. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean looking at you know, like, dude, like the defense was phenomenal today. The fact that they only gave up 28 points is, is, is crazy. Um, wasn't it 31 or was it 31 or 30? Oh yeah. It was, I, uh, I think you're right. I think it was 31. I think the final score was like 31, 24, I want to say, and they covered, um, yeah. anyway. Uh, but yeah, I mean the offense, I mean, you know, you're going up against like a chiefs team where their defensive line is so good. You know, Tua is still learning, but 
you know, the fact that you're losing to the best team in the NFL as a first-year quarterback by under seven points, I'll take that. Like, I do not mind that at all. So, I mean, I think, and here's a take for you, I think Brian Flores is going to get coach of the year. If the Dolphins make the playoffs, he's going to get coach of the year. I don't understand yeah. how you cannot give it to this guy. Well, I think there's other options, but I definitely think that he's he should be in the running for the lead on this one. He, yeah. he should be one one or two right right up there. For sure. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like what he's did to this Dolphins team, like they have just did a full 180, man. They have just like, they've turned everything around. I mean, barring injuries and everything like that. I mean, like they lost uh, Gasicki, like with like 12 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Devontae Parker was a question mark, didn't return. So like there were a couple offensive weapons that they missed. I'm not saying they would have won, but nearing the end of the game, like the Dolphins were, I wouldn't, I would say they were beat up. For sure. And they played a hard game. But, um, dude, the one game that I wanted to talk about, though, the Chargers, man. The Chargers, like, you okay. I, know they, I know they won today. Like, I know I know they won. That's great. But did you see uh, the field goal spike? Like, it was... So, did you watch that game at all? Like, were you too... Like, were you no, I, I, I did not have that one. Okay. I, I was tuned in football all day, but I... There was a point, I think that was part of the afternoon slate, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, at that point, I turned on just the Saints game. Okay. So I was uh, I was just watching that, but fill me in. So literally what it was is there was around, I think it was 25 seconds to go in the, uh, in, in the half, in the first half, okay? So Chargers have no timeouts. What do they do? They fucking run the ball on third down. So then, basically, and, and then they got stuffed. So then it's fourth and inches with 11 seconds to go. You can't call a timeout. And yeah. like part like part of the field goal unit comes on the uh, comes on the field. And then like Herbert's like not even like fully off the field yet. They snap the ball. They get a penalty. They kick the field goal. It's, it's good, but it's waved off because there's like it's offside. It's too many men on the field for the Chargers. It's all these things. <laughs> and the commentator says, and this just solidified. Um, what the part of my take guys have said, like Anthony Lynn is so bad because the commentator says he's like special teams have been so bad this season that this is the first game that Anthony Lynn has taken over uh, special teams, like special teams play calling. And he does that. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, come you're on, an dude. Idiot. Like you're an idiot. Like, how are you not fired at this point? And I know the chargers won, but Jesus Christ, there were a couple, there were a couple moments in that game. And I'm just like, dude, like the chargers, like, they're so much better than than what their record shows. Um, yeah. And, they, yeah, like Anthony Lynn, like we've talked about him. A bunch of people have talked about him. But that guy needs to that guy needs to hit the road, dude, like right off into the sunset and go back to San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I would say that that is just not a surprise. Like it comes down, well, even last week, was it last week or the week before when they had the – the fucking attempt to run the ball on the last play of the game when they're down two possessions. And you're like, yeah, you dude, doing, like man? that's how the game, that's how the game ended. And I'm like, Oh my God, guys, like if I was Anthony Lynn or even if they fired Anthony Lynn and they're like, yeah, we want Josh from stick and ring, come coach the chargers. I'd be like, yeah, yeah guys, full practice today. We're doing two minute drills and I'm going to give it. you every fucking scenario. And that's all we're going to do because everything else is fine. We're going to practice punting field goals and two minute drills. That's all we're going to do. And like, <laughs> it, it just drives me nuts. But 
Um, like it's so frustrating to watch, like, especially, uh, I'm going to steal something from part of my take. And they always say like, there's like football's a three element game, special teams, offense, defense, and you only really pay attention to offense and defense until one thing goes wrong on special teams. And you're like, you guys are a bunch of fucking morons. Like everyone just thinks like special teams is just like something that goes according to plan. But like Anthony Lynn is out here looking like he doesn't even have a playbook for that. He's like, uh, okay, five, five yard line, 20 seconds, no timeouts. Yeah, let's run the ball. What do you mean? Anyway, yeah, ugh. like, ugh. like such an easy decision not to make. <laughs> like um, it's just, ugh, it's awful. So, another, another key matchup of today, uh, one of the afternoon games here, which both you and I had the Raiders in. We had good old Philip. Did you Rivers. pick the Raiders? Yeah, I also <laughs> picked the Raiders. I had, I had a good feeling about Darren Waller, Derek Carr. I just had a, I had a nice feeling about Henry Rodgers. So did I. A nice ball. And yeah. fucking old timer reigns supreme again, dude. <laughs> like he just, yeah, he, he got outplayed. I mean, it, I, it's this Colts offense. Like it's not bad, dude. When you got T Y Hilton, who has had fan, fantastic years in the past. Yep. And he just decided he's quite on and off recently, but <laughs> like this defense is amazing too. And you got the force Buckner healthy, like, yeah. And then, so, and, and then it comes down to Derek Carr. I mean, if you, if you can't keep the ball, if you can't not turn over the ball, you're not going to win these big games, right? Yeah, I mean, looking like looking at the Raiders, like, I, to be honest, I haven't really followed them enough to, to really, like, know what's going on with their team. I guess my pick of the Raiders came from that I just fucking hate Phillip Rivers. I hate how much he shit talks. I, I'm like, dude, I'm like, you haven't won shit in this league. Like, stop opening your fucking mouth. Like, yes, you're going to get into the Hall of Fame, but you're probably going to go down as one of the best quarterbacks ever to not win fucking anything. So what you should do is just, I'm John Tortorella line, what you should do is just shut up talking about Joe Thornton. Um, <laughs> well, why don't, why don't you just look at you fucking discounting the Colts in the playoffs this year, buddy? Yeah, well, you know what? I, like, the Colts, like, the Colts are a good team. I just hate Phillip Rivers. Like, I just, yeah, I don't, fair. whenever I've taken... The Colts in the past, like Pittman disappears, uh, Jonathan Taylor's hurt, like all the shit. And Jonathan Taylor had an unreal game today. I think he had like what do you have like two hundred yards rushing or something, like two touchdowns. Two hundred like, yards? Are we are we giving him the two hundred? What did he have there? I I don't know. I just didn't think he had two hundred. The guy had one fifty. Okay, that's a lot of yards though. That's yeah, ton, like it's a lot. Carries one hundred fifty yards, two touchdowns. Jonathan Taylor, welcome, Mister yeah, Wisconsin. That's what welcome I'm saying, dude. So. Yeah, I mean, um, just yeah, the Colts are the Colts are the Colts. They're a good team. I just I I'll never like Philip Rivers, and that is always going to be like the biggest kind of factor in me not picking the Colts. Yeah, and that's uh, that's a fair that's a fair point, Josh. I'll let you have that one. Can yeah. we for a second jump into the Washington defense team? Is that what we can do for a minute? Yes, because this fucking team, dude. Like. Ooh. Oh man, they kind of remind me of the Bears from 2018 a little bit, with a little did, bit less success. Obviously, can I, can I can I ask you something? What's up? Did you mean to call the? Absolutely, uh, I did. The Washington yeah. defense team. Yeah, because that's what they not, are. Dude. Because they're because they're not even a football team. It's just the defensive team. That's all it is, dude. They're just the defense team. When you don't have a, is it Antonio Gibson? Is that their running back? Hey, yes. I believe so. When you don't have Antonio Gibson in there, you don't have much of an offense, especially when Alex Smith goes down. So their points <laughs> today, dude, like you got Chase Young, a 47-yard fumble return, and you got uh-huh. you got an interception return as well, 76 yards. Like those are the two touchdowns they scored. I'm going to imagine that it was quite a defensive effort. Did you did you watch that game like on Red Zone? 
Yeah, I had it on red zone going on a little bit. Did Did you see, like, dude, Chase, like Nick Mullins got killed by Chase Young at one point in that game. Did you see that hit? I have not, though, but I'll, I'll be able to watch it in the time that you're talking. So all it was, uh, so Mullins snaps the ball. Young actually drops back into coverage. He's oh, covering the I saw flat. Yeah, yep. co- and then Mullins, like, he rolls out of the pocket, and Chase Young's like, yeah, fuck this. No one's behind me. I'm just going to hit this guy. And he just gets absolutely, <laughs> just gets absolutely bulldozed in the backfield. And I'm like, holy yeah. shit, Yeah, did you dude. see the like, guard, too? Like, he saw Chase Young not coming. He's like, wait, what the fuck? And yeah, he looks to the like, side, and the minute he looks to the side, Chase Young's like, yep, here we go. Yeah, he's like, yeah, that was, like, a literally, like, a fake blitz. Like, that's what safeties yeah. normally do. And, like, your defensive end is doing that shit, man. Like, that shit's scary. Yeah. Yeah, that guy that guy's a hell of a player and he has got a win for all hair team. He's so, gonna take the cake. Let me ask you this. Uh who'd you take on your team? Miles Garrett or Chase Young? I think I'm going Chase Young. He has proven to me so far that he will not try and hit someone with a helmet, and so that's gotta be <laughs> the turning stat that I'll take in every day so far. Yeah, I mean, you know what? Uh he had the perfect opportunity because Nick Mullins, just like Mason Rudolph last year, second string quarterback. So Chase Young easily could have hit him with his helmet, but he's smart. He's a good guy. Yeah, see? Now and Miles Garrett does kind of look like he's got a couple screws loose. That's just a just a a subjective thought of mine, and I don't think it's entirely wrong. Hundred percent, dude. Like to to think that this guy's dude's wires never cross in a position that he plays, you're crazy. You're nuts. If you don't think yeah. that he gets a little nuts. So <laughs> it's not, um, a bad thing. not a bad thing. It's just like a little undisciplined, but it is what it is. Uh, I guess my only last point on this Sunday before, if you have anything else for football, Jalen hurts, man. Good start. I was actually pretty surprised with him. Um, I remember watching him in college at Alabama before Tua came in, jacked his job. Um, and I remember watching him at Oklahoma last year and, this guy is not bad at all. He's actually a pretty good quarterback. Uh, and going up against the Saints defense in your first start, I mean, obviously, like, there's really no tape on Jalen Hurts in the NFL, so you can't really, like, you know, see whether or not this is actually an unreal game. But uh, overall start, pretty good. Yeah, solid. Uh, I'm not a fan of it. Fucker ruined my parlay, but... <laughs> That's okay. Keep running up the field, Jalen. I appreciate it. Fly, I'll Eagles, just, fly. Me and my yeah, me and my rent will go fuck myself. Thank you. <laughs> I'll talk to my landlord. I'll say, I didn't know Jalen Hurts was good, dude. You yeah, can try and FaceTime if you want. Dude, it's like Taysom Hill. Like I thought he could play quarterback. I guess I was wrong. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. I thought this guy had a, like one of the number one defenses and like pretty good options on offense, but uh, I guess not. No. False. Absolutely yeah. false. Uh, okay. Anything else for Sunday? The last thing I have that we don't even have to talk about, you just have to acknowledge, is the Cowboys still have a chance to make the playoffs. Let that sink yeah. in. Yes, the, <laughs> N- the NFC beast after the Giants. You know what? I took them last week. I'm like, you know what? This team is legit. But then I'm like, you know what? I'm like, they're the Giants, man. I'm like, they can't they can't string wins together. They're just going to be good once in a while. They'll be a 500 team. But yeah. in the NFC beast, 500 gets you win. So they'll win next week, and I'll choose them, regardless of who they're playing. Uh, but this week it was not going to happen against the Cardinals. No chance. Wow. Okay. No chance. Interesting. Okay. We are going to move on. We are going to welcome back all the listeners that have skipped our sports talk. We are somewhat offended, but also we totally understand because we are a good part of Canucks Twitter. We understand. Yes. Indeed. 
we actually we try we strive to understand you is yes. the reason we're here and because we one s- of our hosts also skips the sports talk so that's fine yeah. it's i take it as time for me to get other work done that i have to do and just tune you guys out for a little bit yeah that's good that you're yeah. pretty talented at that <laughs> but guys this is an exciting time we've got we are introducing our new segment the we have yet to give it an official name i had it as the review at one point Ravel just gave us the what was it spoiled I think uh, spoiled would be a good one. Pro- probably the way, the route we're going to go with if we could find a funny way to do it. Either way, we've got the introduction of our new segment where we're going to we're going to jump into a movie review. It could be a movie, a video, a documentary, mm-hmm. anything like that. We're going to watch it and each week we're just going to dissect and give our thoughts and then going to give some spoilers quite obviously. But we're just going to go into it. So, boys, this week Raffle chose No Country for Old Men, a uh, film from 2007 by uh, the the Cohen brothers. I don't know if you guys knew this going into the movie, but it actually won a ton of awards. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a pretty renowned movie, and I was like, I've never seen yeah. it before. That's why I chose it. Yeah, uh, the the supporting actor, the guy that played Anton Sugar, I think is the yep. way to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, he won best supporting actor for this. Uh, the movie won best picture and best director as well. So wow. like, it fucking took in a haul in the 2008 awards. So, uh, boys, Raph, why don't you jump into your thoughts first since you chose this movie? I. I had a lot of mixed feelings the entire time I watched it. Yeah. Um, I thought it was really interesting. Like two, like two of the storylines are obviously very straightforward because they break it down into three storylines, right? Like they have Llewellyn, the Llewellyn Morris uh, storyline, the Anton Sugar storyline, and then they have the the sheriff mm-hmm. whose name I can't remember right now. It just escapes me. Um, yeah. But I thought it they did was, a really uh, good job. Wasn't not Moss, but um. Fuck, I just read something about it earlier. You, you, sorry, you go ahead. Well, I was going to say Llewellyn Morris, so I don't know if you get that confused with Moss. But, oh, it's, um, Lu- it's Llewellyn Moss, yeah. Yeah, but uh, what's it called? So those two storylines, like Llewellyn's and the Sheriff's, are pretty straightforward, and they kind of made sense. Like Llewellyn just like, wrong place, wrong time, went back to investigate. Uh, obviously didn't have to take the money home with him or whatever, but still did. And he just got caught going back, and then he realized he was in this giant shit show. Uh, the sheriff obviously just trying to solve what the hell's going on in the town. And then Sugar's storyline was super interesting because they didn't give you any backstory on him. You just kind of like found out who he was throughout the, uh, throughout like everybody talking about him in the other, in the other story arcs. But you kind of started to figure out what his game was like halfway through the, the movie, excuse me. Yeah. You, guys are picking up you, what mean, down. You, you mean like figure out his game with the whole coin thing and kind of that whole, that whole angle that he takes on it yeah the coin thing the way that he's just like like you you found out that he's not fully mentally there before the sheriff says that or what's his name carson wells that random guy says that he's like a lunatic like you find out that he's got a few screws loose there right so it's like you start kind of like building a persona on him for yourself without anybody really talking about who he is yeah like this this he was methodical he did a lot of really interesting things yeah Josh, what what are you before we jump into dissecting the raffle? What were your first thoughts after watching the movie? Um, yeah, honestly, this is one of the movies where I feel like I kind of like had to go back and like rewind and like watch a couple parts because like if I looked at my phone and then like all of a sudden like something completely changed and then I'm watching it like ten minutes later after that, I'd be like, whoa, wait, I feel like I missed something. Yeah, and then I'd go back and I'm like, I didn't miss anything. It's just like it's just the the way of the movie like is just like played and um can we re- real the, quick on watching something back mm, you know what part i had to watch back mm, so um fuck when they get i can't remember the name of the town but when they get to the town that's across the street from the border 
and oh, yeah. Llewellyn staying there. And then Sugar obviously comes in and tries to kill him in the room. Sorry, mm-hmm. spoilers. Um, if you haven't seen it, fuck you. It's been out for 13 years. Um, <laughs> but what's it called? Then when uh, Carson goes, visits Llewellyn in the hospital, he then goes back and he coincidentally stays at the exact same hotel where Sugar tried to kill Llewellyn and killed the person who was running the front desk. And as Carson's walking up the stairs, Sugar just walks around the corner again. He went back to the same place where he almost committed a double homicide and tried to kill a third person there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this guy is, like, he was just weird. Like, he was super unpredictable, and you had to kind of, like, go back and pay attention to those kinds of things. That, that The overall vibe of this entire movie was this movie does not mix with ADD. Like, if you have any remnants of ADD in your system, you need at least a Ritalin and a half. Because this shit, dude, like, just the the absence of music, the like the just the tone of which each actor was playing like even Tommy Lee Jones to to Josh to Josh Brolin is that what it is that's yeah, yeah, Josh Brolin Josh Brolin and then even the guy that was playing Sugar like they all kind of speak with that same kind of low tone in this movie and it, it was mm-hmm. i think every everyone did such an amazing job acting in the movie and like what were your guys' first thoughts when he's got the like compressed air, air gun yeah oh, like, well, yeah yeah the thing for killing cows <laughs> bro, that thing makes you fucking cringe when, when like the first scene when he walks up to the was it the, the car the, the, the yeah the it was like the guy he pulls over yeah, yeah. he's like I'm just oh, gonna like, put this here for a second and then he just fucking and he just like un, and he just unscrews it and you're like is he like handy capable does he have like a mask and he like blows his head out and I'm like huh yeah like, well a cool weapon of choice they teased yeah. it a little bit though at the beginning because uh, when he was in the police offices police office because the first time you meet sugar is he's in the back of a police car right and he gets taken to the police department or whatever and then the you can hear the the deputy talking on the phone being like yeah like i didn't find anything on him just uh just just him in this weird tank of compressed air like he brings the tank of compressed air before you actually see it yeah yeah and and then he gets strangled and you're just like okay here we go like what's happening yeah um Okay, my one question about this movie, because maybe I missed something as well. Yeah. So Josh Brolin's character. So this is at the end. Yeah. So he's walking by the pool and there's that random girl sitting by the pool. Like calls him over. Yeah. Right? And then there's a cutscene to then like the sheriff driving by that hotel and there's like a shooting and all that shit. Yeah. And like everyone's dead, but like what happened to Josh Brolin's character? Like you never saw the ending of that. Like so, what did he do? Okay, so you know what happened, right? Like, or I guess you don't know what happened. So because they were going to El Paso, Texas, right? Yes. To, yeah. So the reason how the Mexicans found him was because uh, there were the other Mexicans who were in the city, in the town where Josh Brolin's wife lived, where Llewellyn's wife yeah. lived, and that's where they like, had the mom. And when they were going to go get on the plane, that one Mexican guy came up to the mom and was like, hey, like, do you mind if I help you with your bags? And she's like, oh, like, it's not very often you see a Mexican dressed up in a suit like you. You know what I mean? Like, right, right, right. And then he starts talking and he's like, oh, like, where are you going? She's like, oh, I'm going to go visit my son. So they obviously knew that that was his mom. She's like, oh, I'm going to go visit my son in El Paso. And they found out where he was. And I think they just so happened to catch him as he was walking into his room. And they just drive by him. So he so he died. He's dead. Yeah, Josh he's gone. Character. Yeah, you, you remember they they I, kind of. I don't remember you, you, seeing like his body or anything. That's uh, the thing. It was dead in the door when the sheriff got there in the doorway. 
the sheriff. Oh, yeah, really? they they really didn't show his face, but they what they showed was the outfit that he had from the store he was just at with the blood like and that. everything. Oh. Yeah, and the sheriff yeah. plaid, the tucked so, in shirt. You know what part I found really interesting uh, about like a scene after that? What was that? Mm. The scene where the sheriff comes back to the place. Yeah, and he comes back into the room, and he goes back into the room, and you see uh, all the screws have been untied from the air duct because because sugar. Yeah. So basically, the sheriff's looking at the doorway. And then he sees in the reflection of the uh, of the keyhole that it's been obviously blown out, and he sees the reflection of a face through it. So oh, he's like, God. "Okay, no sugar is here." And then he can see his face, and they're just like standing there, like staring at each other. And then, um, like, I don't, I don't know if he maybe went into a different room or like what the case was. But um, when he goes into the room, he looks in the back corner, and he sees like the air duct is unscrewed, and it's unscrewed by a coin. And if you look at the coin. It's oh, head it's si- it's sugars, but it's also head side up. So if you remember the scene uh, where he was at the gas station, he asked the guy, he's like, What's the most you've ever bet on your life? Or yeah, what's, yeah. what's the most you've ever ever bet on a coin toss? And he like gets the guy, obviously he was gonna kill him or save him, or let him live, and then the guy flips the coin, and when it lands heads. he calls it heads, and then it lands heads up, and the and sugar just walks away without killing the store clerk at the gas station. So yeah. I was like, that's really cool because I feel like Sugar could have killed, killed the sheriff, but he flip the coin to find out if he would kill him or not right so that's an in-depth thing that i didn't really realize when it was happening yeah i saw the coin i was like i was watching with my mom i almost started yelling at her being like did you see that i kind of i kind of let it slide (laughs) (laughs) now one thing did you guys understand the ending the very end scene when tommy lee jones is kind of telling stories to his the dreams that he had to his wife no not really no i think the first story made sense but the second one was the one that kind of yeah. lost me because the first one was the one where uh no the second one was the one where his dad rides by him in the snow right yeah in the dark and then he, he just rides right by him and he says something along the lines of like he doesn't acknowledge i know him. yeah he doesn't acknowledge him but like what what tommy they was saying he's like i knew i know by the time i catch up to him he'll be waiting there with a fire yeah kind of and like then that. The, so that one didn't make sense to me so the and the, the one before that was kind of simple it was just i think it was like uh Fuck! What was? Oh, I can't even remember which He's one it was. He's just laying there dead. Because it, it was something to do with his dad being dead on the floor or something, wasn't it? Something like that. I, so basically, oh, interesting. I wonder if if the dad dad being dead on the floor is uh, what's like what's it called? It's a look back at what happened to Llewellyn, and then him riding by him, not saying anything, and just going on, and then just like seeing him in the snow on his horse would be uh, what's it called? A reflection onto Sugar, because that's how Sugar just Sugar storyline ended. He just walked away from that car crash. Didn't say yeah. where it just bought the kids shirt and just kept walking. So I actually had to I had to Google it. Like I had no idea what was going like I, I that that was one of the, the couple scenes where I had to rewind. I was fully watching it, but I was like, yeah, I must have missed a word or something. Like I have no idea what these mean. Yeah. But I rewind and I, re- I listened to it again, and it's you, you can't you really got to read into it. And so I'm one of those guys where I actually I enjoy Googling a movie after if I under, didn't understand parts, especially endings. And I Googled this ending. And it was actually kind of cool, like what an explanation the guy had for it. By no means is it probably like for sure right, but it talks a lot about like if you if you pay attention to Tommy Lee Jones's character, like he he seems kind of like not at peace with the fact that he's he's done as a cop and like he's kind of defeated. He doesn't he feels outmatched. Like remember that that scene where he goes to see his uncle? Yeah. Well, it's the opening scene as well, like where like he's doing that voiceover and he's like concerned about like just like how crime has just like gotten significantly worse 
Yeah. 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 And, yeah. and he just feels like all this work he's put into his career, like he doesn't feel like he's accomplished anything. And now at the end of the movie, he's sitting there at the table and like even his wife is still working. And he's like, man, I, like, what am I waiting for? I've got nothing going on here. So apparently like the first dream is kind of representative of like the last kind of case of his career where he's kind of he's he's aggravated or he's he's kind of ticked that he he didn't solve it or like he didn't find the money he didn't find the the murder or anything like that you know like it it was just it was a a painful ending for that and then the odd one is that the next story where he talks about the snow and how his dad rode by him it was it's actually kind of like what this guy writes is it's a very bleak outlook on the rest of his life just saying like you know the the thing I'm looking forward to is the very end when I because he talked about how his dad died. Yeah, and so like he's, right. he, it's kind of a bleak outlook on the one thing he's excited for now, or or I guess not excited, but the one thing he can count on is that when it's all said and done for him, when he makes it to the end where his dad is, he'll be waiting for him. So it's kind of okay. a, it's a lot of loose ends going on there, but that's what Google can do for you if you search for an ending. Interesting. I would have never yeah. pieced that together. That's pretty cool though. I know I would never have even come close to doing any of that. Yeah. I had I had some funny notes going on through this movie. So one of the hotels offering free HBO. If yeah. any place does that nowadays, tell me about it. That shit's expensive. Yeah, take <laughs> me in. I'm signing up. Coin 30, toss, 32, though, boys. Thirty two dollars a night for a double bed motel too. Yeah, <laughs> like sign me up, dude. Yeah, fuck, seventies is nice. Sneak seven people in there. You pay five, like three bucks each. Yeah, let's go four. I think fuck, good math. You're fine. Um. Coin toss. Sugar comes up to you. What are you taking? Uh, oh, you guys are both dead. You waited heads. too long. He's asking you to call it. Okay, no, he's not because, that quick with it. We all saw the argument that he had with Llewellyn's wife. Yeah, he, he does get pretty like ticked though. Times. When you, you, he gets pretty ticked when he doesn't call it, right? Yeah. Do you think? Do you think he killed Llewellyn's wife? Oh, absolutely. The way he checked his shoe after. Yeah, to make sure yeah. he didn't step in blood. But they kind of left that open ended. Definitely. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, what else here? Subtitles. Do you guys fuck with subtitles when you watch movies? No. Uh, no, but I kind of wish I did at some points with that one. Yeah, I kind of had to at some points because the ADD thing won, but also just like the way Tommy Lee Jones speaks and Josh Brolin for that matter, they like they're they're hard to understand sometimes because they're yeah, literally they can, fucking moving. They, so, they can mumble too. I yeah. am I am a no subtitle person unless I like unless the movie's in a completely different language. Because yeah. I find that when you have subtitles on, you spend too much time uh, reading the subtitles reading and, not, and not enough time focusing on what's actually being shown on the screen. Yeah, yeah. that is very true. I do find myself doing that too. Yeah. Uh, so, boys, I think the last thing we have to do to talk about this, do we? Wh- how do we want to wrap this up? How do we want to end this? Segment? We rate, rate it the movie. You joking? Rate it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's an ob- yeah. All right, okay. Josh, you want to kick it off? Yeah, I actually had a rating down. Um, give me one sec here. Okay, so I actually had a couple things. So actor choice, I thought was ten out of ten. The guy that plays like the antagonist, um, he he was actually the villain in Skyfall in James Bond. Um, oh, oh yeah. I knew he looked familiar. Yeah, when I saw him, my like, God, he's creepy. Well, in this if movie. you if you see him without that haircut, like he looks, you, you would recognize him from a lot of movies. I can't remember what his name is right now, but yeah. Javier Bardem or Javier. Yeah. 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 Um, I thought the plot, like the, I just, I I found such a hard time trying to like follow this movie. So I actually only gave it a six and a half out of 10. The picture was phenomenal. So I can see how it won best picture. It was actually dope. So overall I put it at a 7.4. 
Really? 7.4. Elijah? Now, every aspect of your rating system there, I, I kind of agree with. Like, the acting was superb. The, the like, also, like, Woody Harrelson was in there, too. That's like, yeah. <laughs> just a gentle throw in. Yeah. What? So, that, um, that gun that he was using with the fat silencer on it, that was, that was just a straight up shotgun, right? That's yeah. a shotgun. Yeah. yeah. Was okay. That was some straight out Call of Duty silent yeah. shotgun. <laughs> like, when he walked into the massive. office and he just lit the guy up, like, that was just such a rough sound that he did to him. Yeah. Or yeah. the Mex the Mexican guy when he blew off his arm, like oh god, oh inside or the, the guy, yeah, or like yeah. in the in the shower too, and he's like, "Don't kill me." He shuts the shower curtain, and just kills him. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm like that yeah. bull savage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, without doing the whole breakdown, like Josh, I wasn't prepared for that. I would say, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of giving this movie a probably a seven nine. I I I do have a thing for slow movies, like. It, it does it does hit me in a, in a fancy spot. I, I like when it's not just you know like action 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 Michael Bay style. So this was good. So what would you give it though on a on a rating? I said seven nine seven nine yo. Yeah. I so I personally really like the movie. I think I'd give it an eight point two. Wow. Um, but there's a couple things that I thought were really interesting. Like I love movies that have multiple timelines all at once. Because, like, I'm kind of ADD, so when the topic, like, changes every now and again, I can kind of, like, refresh my folks and start paying attention to it from the beginning, you know what I mean? Before, like, I lose, yeah. like, my attention span. Um, but another thing that I thought was really cool was, uh, so for the role of Sugar, um, what's it called? A lot of people have talked about that being probably one of the most realistic portrayals you can see of, like, a psychopath or like a hitman or like somebody who's just like absolutely crazy like it's one of the best that's ever been done interesting yeah, yeah. i would say it's probably right up there with heath ledger right uh that so the time so I, I even just like pulled up a list right now so i can just quickly look at it uh it's just it's essentially like a lot of older movies there's nothing that's too modern yeah um that's fair. hannibal lecter is on that list for in sounds of the lambs for being scary but not realistic Right. So there's like a bunch of interesting ones, but yeah, he has like the top role for most frightening, frighteningly realistic serial killers. There's psychopaths. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the last part we have with the segment guys is we have to choose the next movie. And now I wrote it down that we were supposed to figure out if it was me or Josh that goes next. Josh, do you have one ready? No, I don't. Okay. So that means I'm next up and we are going to be watching game changers. It's an, it's a documentary on Netflix and be, pre- be prepared, guys. I might choose a documentary every time. I fucking love documentaries. Um, this one, I think, will be especially funny. It's all about um, a athlete's pursuit to find, like, the perfect, um, what is it? Like, not diet, but um, the perfect lifestyle for the optimal lifestyle for a human body. And I think this will just be fucking hilarious to watch for Josh to compare what his his fucking his diet situation is. Well, this this guy will be like, you gotta cut out preservatives. You won't live past forty. And Josh will be like munching forty taquitos at the time. <laughs> Wait, I, before we move on, I've got a question. Let's hear it. So about the circumstances of not watching it. So it's a bottle of wine. That's right? correct. To, yeah, a bottle of wine to the one person that like chose the movie. So, Elijah, if you didn't watch my movie, would you have given me that bottle of wine? Oh, absolutely. I, I'm a man of my word. <laughs> Allegedly. All right, let's move and on. And moving on. Okay. <laughs> that one's not a, that uh, one's not a rabbit hole. That's a goddamn canyon, what we're about to fall into there. Um, all right. Canyon so what are we moving into here, Josh? We are going to move into 
The Bachelor. Everyone's oh everyone's favorite topic right now is The Bachelor, dude. It's what's hot in the streets, dude. So, a couple things. Uh, first thing, the men tell all is tomorrow. So I'm jacked <laughs> for that. I'm yeah, excited. Maybe. <laughs> um, the raft just gave us a time. Shit, we, we better speed this puppy up. We're at an hour and ten. Okay. Uh, Everything was going well, Elijah, uh, until Bennett decided to come back. Yeah, until this fucking loser decided that he had the right to do that. Now, I'm pretty sure I said, like, Bennett wasn't going anywhere. And they had me in the first half, but definitely not in the second half of that show. Yeah. (laughs) So, (laughs) my my biggest thing, though, is don't get me wrong. Like, I'm actually kind of pissed off that Bennett's gone. But, like, the the one part that, like, bothers me the most is when you bring people back after they've been eliminated. That's what yeah. I hate. Like, it's just dude. annoying. Like, it's like, dude, like, there's no need for it. Like, Keisha doesn't like this guy. Like, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, you need to stand up for the girl, man. Like, she's already, she made, the whole issue was she he was challenging her decision making, and then she makes a decision, and they bring her, bring him back, dude. That's not chill. Yeah, and like it's so her argument kind of like collapses on itself because she's like, I like I don't like I can't have a guy that questions my decision making, and now instead of having one of those guys and she sends him home, she brings Bennett back. Now all the guys that are there because she actually wants him there are questioning her decision making yeah. because she brought Bennett back, and I'm like, dude, oh, like the it irony. Oh, I'm like, oh, how ironic. Um. <laughs> So I guess my thing was, is like literally up until that point, I was, I was sitting there and I'm like, the show is almost going like too well. I'm like, Noah's really not pissing me off. Ivan is Ivan. Ben is Ben. Zach is Zach. You know, like there's like, there's a bunch of stuff going on and I'm like, it's nothing like bad. And I kind of came out of that episode being like, okay, there's going to be like new set of drama next week. And then fucking Bennett shows up, man. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like it drove me crazy. And, and I'm kind of pissed off at Tasha for that. (laughs) Well, she hasn't officially brought him back yet. Like she said that she would have to take the night to think about it, but he's for sure coming back. Yeah. What do you mean? Well, I'm, I'm just saying, dude, like she, he's for sure. We know he's coming back. But yeah, I no, just, but like they literally said they like they didn't know like the next week on the bachelorette, like Bennett walks into the room. He's like, what's up, so boys? Pissed. I'm back. And I'm like, bro, like, <laughs> you know, like he's there, like he's going to stay. So, well, anyway, I've actually my, my uh, new practice with the show is every time that they do commercials where they start previewing what's about to happen or the or the preview for the next episode. I like close my ears and my eyes and I start shouting because I don't want to see it. It's too much spoilers. Okay. Fuck that. But I did fuck so, it up and see one of the spoilers on the mental law. So I want him sitting there. Okay. Yes. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, I saw that. But I don't think I don't think that means. Okay, here's here's my theory. Oh no, it doesn't make sense because I know who you're talking about. It's Noah, right? Yeah. It's Noah yeah, you saw you Noah sitting there. That means he had to be voted. He had to be kicked off. Ah, I don't know about that. I, I feel there's no like, one else that's currently in the game. I guess. Can, um, should we have a moment of silence for uh, 
our good old pal Josh Jr. Ed Narket and a rose. <laughs> <laughs> like the the, ed, the end of an ed, an Edra. Is that what we should say? Yeah, in Edra. <laughs> and and we could also have a moment of silence for my dark horse pick to win the whole thing, Spencer, who just didn't even get a shot after he was described as being one of the hottest guys. Come on, Spencer. Yeah, what Sp- the fuck, dude? Sp- Spencer, Spencer is a douchebag. Um, that's, what, that's, okay, that's what's good uh, about it. I have a question for you. Cat. Hit okay. me with the cat. So I know that The Bachelor has always been labeled as like a show that like is scripted and all that stuff and like the producers know like the ending yeah but do you think the producers are impulsive with stirring the shit or is it somewhat planned like so basically what i mean by that and i'll kind of refer back to the bennett situation because that's the most recent do you think like they woke up and like hey guys like what do we want to do today like let's cause some stuff and like i wonder if someone's just sitting at the breakfast table of the producers checks his watch and he's like Bennett's flight hasn't left yet. Should we go get him? I <laughs> 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 just call the guys like, hey man, like if you want to come back, like and fuck with Tation, fuck with the house a little bit, like the window's open. And like then he has to like choose just to like come back or like board the plane to wherever he lives. I think he lives in New York City. Like I've always wondered about that. Like how scripted do you think like it actually is? Yeah, that's very interesting. I think the return of Bennett is 100% scripted. I think the fact they they must have slipped that question into the lie detector because it's just too it's too ironic that she also asked the question like, "Do you regret sending anyone home?" And it like kind of went a little, a little red there. Or oh yeah, it was like that. Like that. Yeah, went in the middle. Yeah, it was unsure. also what a dumb fucking date. What a dumb fucking date. And it's not even a proper lie detector <laughs> test. Like what? No, no it's not. That's stupid, man. That that had to be the most rigged and obvious, like obviously scripted <laughs> date of all, dude. And I think like, the she, worst part was is like Keisha's questions were so fucking easy. Like, yeah. dude, like someone's like, "Is Riley your real name?" Like, <laughs> like you obviously know it's not. Like, yeah, like you didn't you didn't ask anyone else that, but you decided to ask Riley <laughs> some uh, some baseline questions just to make dude, sure. The one thing I will say. um is I have two more points. The the one thing I will say, dude, is like the the past on these guys, like their history, is fucked, and it's, it's actually heavy. kind of sad. Like it's heavy. And it's like, like insp- it's like sad but inspiring. Like it's good they're talking about it, and yeah. also like cool Ab- that they made it through it. A- absolutely. Like I think yeah. all those guys like deserve all the respect in the world and all the props, which, which I'll give them. Um, but like. Dude, like it's nuts. So I guess like my power rankings kind of coming out of that week, like it's it's gotta be Ben and Zach, right? Like they've gotta be the front runner. Yeah, I would say it's Ben's game to lose right now. The Zach one's interesting. Yeah, I would say I would say Zach and Ivan are kind of mono a mono. Yeah, but Ben Ben is definitely leading the pack there. But something's yeah. gonna happen. And it always happens in hometowns, dude. It always happens. Uh the, like the parent, the parents aren't gonna like her. The parents are not gonna like Tasha. I don't know which ones. I have no idea. But <laughs> yeah, one it's gonna be so fucking always, awkward. It's gonna be like remember Barb from last yeah, season. Dude. Yeah, dude. It's gonna be like a Barb two point She's gonna come on like after the final rose, after the final episode, and like fucking Tasha's mom or like is gonna chew some guy out. It's the way it always goes. <laughs> 
Yeah. And we, get, we, we all can't wait for it. We cannot wait for – if only Ed made it to hometowns, dude. That would have been <laughs> yeah. magnificent. Could you imagine meeting Ed's family? Just like, yeah. Imagine that. Oh, God. Okay, boys, should we move on to our, our, our world famous, the return of goats and woats? Should we do yes. it? Yes. Should we get there? Yeah. It's what the world has been waiting for, honestly. Our prize segment, our baby. We're bringing it back. Goats and woats of Christmas movies, boys. Let's start ripping through this here. Yeah. Raph, do you want to kick us off? Uh, wait, hold on. I'm doing time stamps. You guys go first. Okay, beautiful. Josh, take it away. <laughs> okay, my first one. The Grinch. Okay. The Grinch, which, the Grinch, the Grinch. The, I'm the taking, ca- I take it you're going Jim Carrey? No, I'm going the Whoa. cartoon. The I'm going, what? I'm going the VCR. I'm going the 1967 original Grinch movie. It was out of town, dude. It was the first Christmas movie I watched as a kid, um, and I loved it. And you know, the Jim Carrey one was fantastic. Don't get me wrong, but you know, it's just like an old wine, man. It just gets better with age. So, uh, yeah, cartoon Grinch. All right, fair enough. My first pick is going to go out to the undisputed light heavyweight champion of Christmas movies, Elf. <laughs> Will Ferrell take the cake you win number one pick Elf there's also there's a documentary on uh, on Netflix it's called the, Mo- the Movies That Made Us but it's the holiday movies that made us and there's like a little behind the scenes footage of how Elf was made and it's actually fucking hilarious I love Will it. Ferrell's just fucking hilarious in general so yeah it, one little spoiler that I'll get from that little behind the scenes thing is this movie Elf was being filmed at the same time that Old School was released and so everyone like in the world kind of knew Will Ferrell as Frank the Tank, like a guy that just gets wasted <laughs> and is like completely Frank inappropriate. The and then he's <laughs> Frank <yeah>. the Tank. <laughs> exactly. And then then he's being casted as like this fucking this Elf. like fam- yeah he's the he's the lead on a family holiday movie. <laughs> <Isn't that sweet? laughs> I love it. So sick. Okay, uh, my number. This is I'm, I don't know if you guys will agree with me on this one. Uh, my favorite holiday movie as a kid growing up was the santa claus 2 which was the tim allen movie and if you yep. guys remember the tim allen santa claus movies that was the one with the second one was the one with like Dude. the robo santa or whatever i think yeah yeah yeah, yeah. the plastic one that little yeah. bitch yeah yeah i think that was my yeah, favorite christmas it. movie of all time okay i would watch that shit on repeat like there was no tomorrow it was the weirdest thing and you're consciously <laughs> putting number two above number one yes all right, and all right. i'm putting number three all the way at the bottom because that one fucking well that's yeah we'll get to that one yeah. don't worry don't worry we'll see who's first in line for that one yeah (laughs) um okay my next one the polar express man i fuck you said this dude i love this movie (laughs) it's such a dumb movie (laughs) (laughs) it's not it's not a dumb movie but it's just josh just overblows it so much (laughs) dude i love that movie like the first of all like if Dude, like you can't say it's a bad movie because Tom Hanks is in it. Tom Hanks does not make bad movies. But the animation for that movie was so weird. The what? (laughs) The animation. Yeah, hundred percent, dude. But like the visuals of like the train and everything, man. As a kid, I watched that in IMAX 3D. Like when that golden ticket like rolls into a snowball and you go down like a waterfall, dude. That was hectic. That was like being on a ride. Um. (laughs) I still love that movie. I'll probably watch it at some point before Christmas. Anyway, that's my number two. Nice. 
Okay, I'm going to go ahead and choose the Jim Carrey Grinch. I okay. think that that's also the undisputed world heavyweight of the championships. <laughs> Fuck me. Um, yeah, I don't think there's any contest really. I also have I have written down. I don't. I know none of you guys will have this as your choice, but I did have down the Grinch done by Illumination. The guys that do Despicable Me. I had that down as a choice if I needed it because that was Stupid. also pretty good. Well, okay, go fuck yourself, dude. How about that? Yeah, I didn't I'm like kidding. I, I'm kidding. I never saw it. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. Uh, my okay, second rap. one is National Lampoon's Christmas Holiday. Yes, sir. With Chevy Chase. Never so, heard of it. And Cousin Eddie, so fucking good. Never even heard of it. <laughs> I se- will admit, I haven't watched it, but I've, I'm very open that it's crazy. I haven't watched it. So it's a fucking famous movie. It's like it's like old, like fun humor that you could only do like back in the day that you can't really do now without it being like cheesy and corny. Oh, but okay. I, I found this Christmas sweater one time when I was working, and uh, what's it called? And it was um, fuck. What was it? It was like it was like just like patterns on the front and everything like that. And then on the back, it was one of the characters from National Lampoon. Uh, cousin Eddie, and he was just standing there in his wardrobe outside with like a suit, like a septic tank hose, and it just said underneath on the bottom, it just said "shitters full." This <laughs> this scene where like it, where uh, cousin Eddie's like standing on uh, on the side of the road and just like emptying his sewage tank into a fucking drain or whatever, and Chevy Chase is just watching him, and then one of his neighbors walks outside, and cousin Eddie looks at him, he's like "Merry Christmas," and he's like "shitters full." <laughs> <laughs> That's so one of the good. most famous lines with that one, right? Yeah, it's so fucking funny. Uh, it's okay, so dude. good. And I found that sort of like, this is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, Hell yeah. Josh, you're up, buddy. Okay, my next one. Well, because Elijah stole one of mine. It was Elf. Um, but don't worry, I have I have a backup. Um, a Christmas Story. Have you guys ever seen this one? Which what movie that? is that again? Fuck, that sounds so, so familiar. That, that's about like the kid that wants like the Red Rider, like BB shotgun or whatever. <laughs> Oh yeah, 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 yeah! I know this. I know this one. <laughs> like the dad that like buys buys the lamp. It's like a woman's leg with like a stocking going out. <laughs> Why like, does this all sound so familiar? Have I seen or this? Like, or, or Just like Google kid. Google the title. You'll see the you'll see the kid actor, and you'll know exactly. What or like is. the kid the kid swears. Oh uh, yeah. And the mom is. just like the mom just makes him put a bar of soap in his mouth and he just sits on the toilet. <laughs> I, like, that entire movie just just kills me. I loved it. Did you uh did you guys ever have uh, the bar of soap treatment when you were a kid? Uh, um, twice. I got the di- I got the dish soap treatment. Like it was dish like soap, dude. You got the liquid in there, hey? Oh, dude, my mom <laughs> would literally like <laughs> Shout out to Michelle. Merry Christmas. Best mom yeah. up there. Would literally put like a fucking handful of Dawn soap in, oh. in her palm and like grab me by the mouth, and, like smear it on my face. So like I always had like <laughs> I always had like chapped lips as a kid. So like and I still do sometimes. Like when that shit like got into my mouth, like it burned like a motherfucker like i would never swallow it or anything or would never be like on my tongue but it would be in and around like my nose and my face and like you know as a kid like your skin is sensitive as fuck like it would yeah. actually hurt um that's with so all funny. the chemicals so it was a yeah, toss up between Michelle. the fucking dawn liquid soap and fucking tide pods yeah. <laughs> like I would, I would say um, when I was when I was a kid, my brother got the bar soap treatment. 
Holy fuck, Rap. You're hilarious. <laughs> Josh, bite into this. What is it? It's candy. Yeah. Like, that's what you're Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, dude. That's too good. I love it. Awesome. Kate, so, Elijah, you're up. My last pick, right? Yeah. I'm yes. going Home Alone number one. Thank you very much. I was going to see if oh somebody was going to say that one. Yeah. It, it, why is that one like... I feel like that one's kind of ignored when it comes to Christmas movies, at least usually. That's Whenever people talk, it, it definitely is a Christmas movie, but I, I don't know why it's not commonly thought of in like the top three, but I'm going top three, Home Alone. Nice. All right. I'll What's up, Macaulay? My last one is I loved cartoons as a kid growing up, so I said uh, Animaniacs, and they did a Christmas special called Wacko's Wish, and I fucking, it was always on YTV, and I always watched it around Christmas time. Love it. <laughs> it's the fucking the best. Good, like fucking fun humor. So okay. uh should we move on to Wotes? Yes. Yep. Good old Wotes here. Okay. Uh, Josh, you, <laughs> you guys are gonna hate me. So my first Wote is any Christmas movie with fucking Tim Allen. You're the worst, <laughs> dude. <laughs> You're the worst. And you know what though? I I was watching this episode of Family Guy. Um and it's when Peter and Stewie go to Disneyland and like Peter loses uh um <laughs> Peter loses Stewie in Disneyland. So like Stewie gets captured and they put him in like the in the ride of like it's a small world after yeah, like yeah. that that ride. And Stewie's like, I'm not singing and like and all the kids are like chained up and like one of the kids is like you have to, otherwise they'll make you do a Christmas movie with Tim Allen and <laughs> instantly start singing. I was howling. <laughs> Josh, do you think? Do you think maybe your mind's just easily molded by Family Guy? Uh, yes. a little bit. But I remember, like, I remember maybe you didn't have this opinion. I've never liked Tim Allen though. I just, I, I don't know. He's not my like my mom. Like she hates Will Ferrell. Hates him. What I the fuck? Hate <laughs> Vince Vaughn with a passion. I'm just gonna throw it out the there. Fuck yeah, all of you guys. So that's that's the thing. Like my mom, like she hates Farrell. She hates Vince Vaughn. She hates Owen Wilson. She hates all these guys. Dude, this is I a know. Tough look, we might have to bring but, her on again and not even have like a fun chat. Just grill her the whole time. But but I think like her least favorite though is is Will Ferrell. But she loves him in Elf. But every other movie she hates. <laughs> You suck Anchorman, dude. Fuck me. You can't. <laughs> Tell Dang yeah, like there's he, he's got a list of ten movies. Um, yeah. Am I up here? I yeah. think so. You're off. I'm gonna give you a break. I'm gonna take Home Alone three when they try and recast Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, nice try, dude. You can't <laughs> true. basically true, true. anytime a Christmas movie tries to do any sort of just weird casting choice, yeah, nice try. Uh my my first vote. Uh, because I fucking hate Vince Vaughn. Fred Claus, if you guys have ever seen that movie, sucks butts, dude. Don't watch it ever. <laughs> yeah. Anything asked, with Vince Vaughn, man, I just can't I was, do it. When I was struggling to come up with woke choices, I asked Megan when she came in, and later, she couldn't think of it, but like in a couple minutes, she texted me, she's like, Fred fucking Claus. <laughs> <laughs> like, yep, absolutely. Awful. Sucks. Josh. What's up? It's your turn. The fuck? Rip it up there, water boy. Sorry, dude. Um, you going somewhere? You moving around? My, I had to disconnect my microphone or my uh, headset because my phone's at two percent. So. You got to start charging what? your phone more, dude. My phone was at ninety five percent. Is that a new phone that you have? No, no. When does your no. new phone come in? 
Never. Yeah. Don't even fucking get me started. I don't want <laughs> question. Still don't have it. I still don't have. It. I'm call. I'm calling. I'm calling Baltimore, and I'm like, you guys are gonna give me a free iPhone 12. <laughs> There's no other way around. You should. You should end with a sob story. Something like, yeah. My uh, my mom, she had COVID, and I had no way of talking to her because I didn't have a fucking iPhone. Because you guys, yeah. <laughs> it's really guilt tripping. Um, so my my votes again. You guys are gonna hate me. I don't like Home Alone. I just oh, I can't. God, how what do you not like about it? What do you I like? Just, I, don't, I don't know. I just like I don't like. I thought like. His are you kidding me? As a kid, his character is a little shithead, to be honest, but. Yeah, it reminds me of someone, doesn't it? Do you see the family that he grew up in, though? Family wasn't much better. Like, all the siblings that he had were just assholes. Yeah, true. But yeah, no, just never really a fan. Okay. Okay. All right, I'm going to go ahead and take it then. I'm taking Santa Claus 3. Don't bring in... (laughs) What was his name? It wasn't Frosty. What was it again? I don't remember. It's been too long. Jack Frost. Jack Jack Frost. Frost. Yeah, Yeah, that's the one. Dude. Dude, my buddy called me that at work the other day when he saw I had frosted tips. <laughs> he called you Jack Frost. He called me Jack Frost, dude. Very That's a good genius. dig. That's a really good yeah. dig. Yeah. <laughs> Too um, late. Stolen. <laughs> my my next one is: Have you guys ever seen The Night Before? Yes. <laughs> I usually like Seth Rogen movies like a lot, and I thought the combination of uh, what's it called, Seth Kids Rogen, sorry, Anthony Mackie. Yeah, Anthony Mackie and oh my god, what's his name? Joseph Gordon Levitt. Joseph Gordon Levitt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The combination of those three is like this. They're like this can't be bad. It sucked. I hated it. Dude, dude it was you know who loves that movie. Who? <laughs> it's Jordan. Yeah, it doesn't surprise you- me. No fucking way, dude. Jay Camps on Twitter attack him for liking that movie. Yeah, awful. everyone, thank you. Shane, go get him. Movie sucks. <laughs> All right, Josh, your last one. <laughs> dude, that. That was my last one. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, yeah, my last one coming up here is Bad Grandpa with Billy Bob Thornton. Like, come on, dude. The oh, only, the only movie it. I've ever, the only movie I've ever liked Billy Bob in is Bad News Bears, and that will never change. Fair. Wait, Billy Bob Thornton wasn't he in Friday Night Lights? Uh, I don't know. I never watched Friday Night Lights. What? Yeah, oh. sorry, buddy. I'm too busy. I'm too busy watching all the fucking Tim Allen movies. Give me a break, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna light up your world for this last one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Hated. Oh it. yeah, fuck that dude. With man. the animated, what? the animated one, the old animated Wait. Rudolph. Wait, are you talking about the Play-Doh one? Yeah, the uh, claymation one. Play Doh. You mean yeah? You mean claymation? <laughs> <laughs> Play Doh. Josh, you sound like you ate some Play Doh as a kid growing up. <laughs> I did. <laughs> you were just kidding when you meant Play Doh, right? You just didn't know what it's called, so you're making fun of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, good uh, save. Okay. Yeah, fair, fair. Yeah. How do you? Are you kidding me, dude? How do you? I know I put that? I put down a list of three because I didn't want it to get to these. These were all my backups. I hated Rudolph. I hated Frosty the Snowman, and I hated the Charlie Brown Christmas movie. The Charlie Man. Charlie Brown's stupid. Every time I'd see those on TV, I'd I'd change the channel. I just couldn't I couldn't watch them. Dude, I'm sorry, but the claymation Rudolph is like one of the. Like that is like one of the OG. Like that's up there with the cartoon Grinch, dude. Like that is nah, like OG. Dude. OG. 
No way. The only reason I would ever put that on my votes list is because it drives me nuts when like I decide to watch a Christmas movie with someone and for some reason that's the one they want to watch. I'm like, yeah, I get it. It's probably good. It's like a good movie, but it's not the one I want to watch. Classic. Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't feed me that bullshit. Do you watch a real movie? Honorable mentions or no? I don't. uh, What did I have? I had. uh, I can't believe I didn't take the Christmas Chronicles in my goats list, even though I pumped them up that entire time. But there were some all time greats available. Well, I, you know which one I had on my uh, what's it called? My goats for my honorable mentions. What's Did that? you guys ever watch A Nightmare Before Christmas? Uh, no, Tim Burton's though, right? Yeah, Tim Burton movie, super good. I haven't watched that one before. No. Really good. Uh, it's one of those Play-Doh movies, Josh. I think you, I think you'd dig it. <laughs> 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 Fucking idiot. <laughs> uh, I. What'd you have, Josh? My my last ones. Or my honorable mentions. I have two, but they're for goats. Uh, I remember one time we looked it up on um, IMDb to, or Rotten Tomatoes to see what it was, and it was uh, Unaccompanied Minors, which is again, you guys have never seen it. It's just like a Christmas movie about kids where their flight gets canceled and they get stuck in an airport. Literally, yeah. like story, like story of mine and my sister's life. Always traveling at Christmas. I think that's why. I like it so much. Um, and then my other one was, uh, did you guys ever watch Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger? No. Nope. <laughs> I've heard it's That's good, though. Good That's a good one. Um, it's with uh, Sinbad's in it, too. Holy fuck, boys. It's so good. I Yeah, it's a really good one. All right, I can check it out. Okay. couple last honorable mentions. I wear Christmas with the Cranks, and then uh, Mickey's Once Upon a Time for Christmas. Or once I think it's just Mickey's Once Upon a Time. That was one of the best Mickey Mouse movies I've ever watched in my life. What about the what about the Scrooge McDuck um movie, Christmas one? No. The Donald Duck one. That one was really good. Oh god. I, I you yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what that one is. I'm priced out of that conversation. The, oh my god. Never mind. I'll tell you guys later when we're not recording. Sick end. Yeah. <laughs> <Boys. laughs> it was good. It was the return, the return of Goats and Woats. It was the introduction of a new segment. It was an all-around good time. Josh doesn't know when to not turn on his speaker on his phone. Uh, we'll catch you guys on Thursday for the next episode. It's been a slice. Oh, harder, baby.